You're listening to Hutton Orbital Radio News Digest. A large room at Hutton Orbital. On the walls are two pictures. One is of a Thargoid machine, and the other appears to be an artist's impression of, uh, well, something else. The pictures are surrounded by coloured, self-adhesive pieces of paper. Lines made from red string crisscross the display, connecting seemingly random sections. Above them, a sign printed on recycled paper that is an incredibly disgusting shade of green, and with a text written in Comic Sans, which says, Funk the Thargoids, Hutton breaks tech. Those small pieces of paper, which start near the pictures, but also wander across one of the walls in a descending arc, have almost ineligible notes written upon them, such as, steal it from under their nose, a three-fingered salute is too good for them, and why didn't it work? In the centre of the room, we see what appears to be a steampunk mechanical construction. It seems to be influenced not by H.R. Geiger, but by W. Heath Robinson. Strange lights glow and fade for no discernible reason. One panel looks like it's La Formicarium. Ants scuttle around, carrying tiny lumps of cheese. A tiny squeak is heard from part of the machine. When we open the panel, we see a small wheel rotating, propelled by a hamster that has a collar bearing the words, If found, please return to Flossie. The machine operator is a bearded hipster, and Hutton staff sh- shuffle around and at least they have the decency to look embarrassed about this. In order to distract us from the scene, a voice says, Our mics are live. Good evening, truckers everywhere, and welcome one and all to this week's Hutton Orbital News. I'm Rudolf Hucker, and joining me in the studio tonight, we've got a Harry Balsack. Good evening, Rudolf. We're also joined by our special correspondents, Norma Snockers. Ready and waiting. And Lou Snockers. Launch clearance granted. And, of course, Amelia. Standing by. The decks are cleared, and we're ready for action. Here goes... Rage against the machine, Hutton saves the galaxy once again. Palin plagued by pesky pirates. Prognosticating limp preemptively pursues pirate. Admiral, there be type sixes here. All the latest from Hackswing. Lou's here to remind us that our systems sometimes need a little care. And Norma's always ready to tell us where to stick our initiative. First tonight, in a startling revelation, Thargoids have once again retreated from attacking anything at all. Nothing burned, nothing got covered in green goo, no one is running around like they've just flown through a caustic cloud and are shouting, GET IT OFF OF ME! this week. Whilst Galnet has broken the story that it's due to the unceasing efforts of pilots around Palin's new base, and the latest expansion into previously unoccupied territory, Hutton's roving reporters have uncovered an entirely different set of facts that prove that once again, the Hutton truckers have saved the galaxy. Last night, an intrepid and fearsome force of Hutton truckers made their way to the Delphi system to perform their own and rather thorough probing of a Thargoid. Yes, 15 truckers headed up by the deadly Commander Flossie aided and abetted by Amelia Hawke, descended on the system, stole probes from under Tharg's nose, he was quite angry about that, wired them up with a link and a sensor and proceeded to the Thargoid machine planet side to do their bit for humanity. The team promptly broke the Thargoid machine. 
It didn't glow or pulse or light up like a giant galactic star map. It didn't moan or wheeze, spark or activate. Whatever buttons Hutton pushed, it did a proper number on the machine, rendering it utterly inoperable. After a couple of hours of rewiring, a little work with an SRV-mounted soldering iron and some gaffer tape, the team managed to get it to cough into life, at which point one of the projectors decided to broadcast the swirly stuff halfway through a wall before dying again. Hutton's boffins, backed by various gin-swilling representatives from Canon Interstellar, have noted that this is the second time that Hutton have gone to town on the Thargoids, and the second time that the very next Thargoid Thursday, they're nowhere to be seen. A coincidence? We think not. We're chalking this one up as a Hutton win. Atrus 5060, our steady and stalwart conduit to the Eagle Eye Network, had the following to say before taking a leave of absence for an extended break. Good evening, truckers. The boffins and I are utterly confused at the lack of Thargoid activity, evidently explained by the truckers. Through no intelligent action of their own, saving humanity without a single shot being fired for the mug. His notes may not have been entirely complete, as we have it on good authority that Commander Flossie, rated harmless by the F Pilots' Federation, engaged one particularly naughty scavenger in one-on-one -on -one combat and splattered its remains all over the inside of the Thargoid machine. We have applied to the Pilots' Federation Examination Board to reclassify Flossie as the Full Van Damme, an honorary title bestowed even on the most frightening of single combat specialists. Take that, Tharg! Professor Palin, having taken up residence in a new system, well away from any eight-sided menace, and promptly having attracted them like fries around bio-waste, has been struck down with a new challenge. The code... Do what you want, because a pirate is free. You are a pirate. Old adversaries of Hudden Orbital, peg-legged, twin-eye, patch-wearing, skull and crossbones, underpants-wearing, dastardly do-wrongs, have started a protection racket in the very system he's occupying. Threatening to blockade the new planetary base and extort void opals from anyone entering their system. The PSA, or Public Service Announcement, explaining that the system was under their control was quickly edited to be identified as an SSA, or self-serving announcement. Moderators of galactic message boards justified this classification by reminding everyone that they'd forgotten who the code Do what you want cause a pirate is free! You are a pirate! were up until this point and with the defection of their most famous members to other groups, including Hutton and Haxman squadrons, no one could remember who was in charge. We wish them the best of luck with their blockade and would remind them that the last time they tried this, we nicked their wooden leg and left them, for want of a better phrase, hopping mad. Do what you want, cause a pirate is free. You are a pirate. Your harpidity, being a pirate is a wretched Do what you want, cause a pirate is free. You are a pirate. Limpets seem set to receive upgrades to their onboard software soon, following live tests in a res near Hutton Space. A prototype drone with the new anti-stupidity software, or ASP, for Kalexolympics was observed to target and follow a perfectly healthy looking pirate ship, seemingly anticipating its destruction. Said drone pursued the pirate around the vest site until his ship was destroyed and then set about sifting through all the bits for useful salvage. When I interviewed dastardly pirate Raggy Bagwash of the Purple Buccaneer clan aboard the Pillar of Fortitude later that day, he said, It's despicable. I was minding my own business in that red site, and out of nowhere comes this mad limpet. I couldn't shake it. The mothership followed with lasers blasting, and next thing I know I'm in my escape capsule here. That drone took everything. I'm told the parts of my cyber leg are now serving banana milkshakes in McDargoids somewhere now. Since I paid my bounty off, I can't afford a new one either. All I get was this here peg leg. I'm a living, limping cliché, and it ain't fair. 
I asked him if he could expect help from the rest of the pirate clan. Where are your buccaneers? I asked. Under my bucking hat, and I ain't selling them, he shouted and stormed off. Tests of ASS are ongoing, but early results look promising. There have been reports of sightings this week from SCORD AA-AH294 of the great Type 6 migration. Those who have seen the migration as it passes majestically through system after system at a languorous pace are still no wiser as to why this herd, or more correctly pile, as that is the collective noun as in pile of bricks, pile of type sixes is making its lonely way across the vast tracts of interstellar space foregoing all contact save for its own kind. Their plaintive cries echo across the sub-ether wave band audible only to operators of highly sophisticated equipment to people seated around a table in the dark holding hands who often mistake the dirge for a voice from the dead and to Alvin. One Type 6, named Chitter Brick, falls behind. We can see that its input vents are clogged with discarded plastic from ships who have jettisoned their cargo of insulating membranes and food containers. We see the other ships in the pile waggle their stubby little wings in salute for their comrade as they continue at an unaltered pace. Chitar drifts towards a nearby planet, thrusters inoperable because of the space pollution, and we watch as it gathers speed. Faster, faster as it approaches the surface until it finally explodes in a ball of flame. And as if ejecting a seed, an escape capsule is flung from the wreckage and disappears from view. The monumental cloud of Type 6s continues unaffected. It is perhaps that they cannot afford to be distracted from their goal. Where they are going, no one knows. No one has ever known. The reason that they are making this epic journey, we may not know in our lifetime. Maybe they are following an ancient route, followed now only because of some deep-seated instinct. Is it about sex? Yes, probably. That is the driving force for most things in the galaxy. We suspect that these Type 6s are heading to a galactic spawning ground where new ships will be created. Very little is known about the breeding habits of the Type 6. Indeed, it is very difficult to tell the sex of these ships without wishing to be indelicate. If you examine the uh, undercarriage, uh, they appear to be the same. We do know that they do not interbreed. A keelback, who presumably self-identified as a Type 6, attempted to mate with a pure breed and was rebuffed. Not surprisingly, since keelbacks get very little love. We wish the Type 6 migration good luck from all of us here at Hutton Orbital and trust that sufficient will make it to their endpoint to make the journey worthwhile fade to black incoming message from Hackscom looks like we have another week off Hackswing we kicked Tharg and the mandibles so hard they decided not to attack any systems this week if you are looking for some bug stomping opportunities there are still non-human signal sources in the Pleiades and Witch Head sectors where you can hunt for goids if you want a week off from combat but still want to help the war effort Operation Ida is currently hauling repair supplies to Titan's Daughter and Tegeta. If you're feeling really ambitious, the Witchhead Sector stations are in need of repair supplies following last week's attack. The Gnosis is in the area to help support you if you are working there. Otherwise, it's a good week to rest up, clean your guns, and refill your materials because you know Tharg isn't giving up yet. Keep your eyes on the signal sources and be ready to defend the mug. And AXCOM transmission. Defend the line. A special request from our very own Drew Peacock this week. He asks, and I quote, Will you all keep the <coughs> out of my system? 
I'm rather glad to report that he's suffering with mods at the moment, so that's quite fortunate. As some of you may know, it's not that simple, but we'll get to that after the news. We're down to four systems over 60%, which is a great improvement, so please keep working against us in those systems. And remember, 60% is a maximum, not a target. Ideally, we're aiming for 50%, but anywhere between 40 and 60 is pretty comfortable. No factions are breathing down our necks, and we have a healthy gap in distance. So hopefully, you'll all be free to knock down those high percentages and join in our little game which we'll be telling you about shortly. Over in Colonia, it looks like King Hanky is understandably still quite upset over his recent bereavement. His report is full of tears. All work to be done in tier, all missions and passengers to be taken in tier, any bounties to be handed in at tier, even expiration data to be dropped at tier, after checking with Hanky first, of course. If we can ask all commanders who do work in tier to tip a mug to King Hanky's Lost Snakes, that would be appreciated. Over to Norma. Recent reports from the Witchhead Nebula indicate that the Thargoid forces in the region have been defeated. Along with the Galactic Community's assistance, the superpowers have successfully pushed back the Thargoid threat from the Witchhead Nebula, resulting in the region being declared as an official human colony. Quiet out there in space. Too quiet. Hadn't had a client in three weeks. Spent my evenings tuning into the wireless, hunting for a signal that needed my help. Canon Interstellar Research Group is what it said on my door. Sounds grand, but most of my time was spent eating biscuits. Digestive biscuits. Until one evening. Dr. Arcanon, they're reading your mind. Oh, not with my new hat. The signal, it becomes clear. What does it mean, Doctor? Mein Gott! The aliens! The signal! They say... Doctor Arcanon? Doctor! No! This was it. Payday. Too big for me. I turned to Galnet and started penning a small ad. Help wanted. Strange signals. Send mathematicians, tinfoil hat specialists, and conspiracy theorists. Apply now. Register at canon.science. I had to write that three times. That's C-A-N-O-N-N. God knows why. That game sounded like she needed my help. Not sure about the professor. He sounded beyond help. As long as it says Canon Interstellar Research Group on the door, I would decipher those signals. <laughs> okay, well, I'll tell you what, we'll ask you about your bit that isn't the... Hot Pits Report. First. Righto. So what's your bit? Well, Antares and I have been working on a a secret project for... Is that that Mr. Fusion? Yes. Not to be confused with Mr. Coffee? No. Okay. Definitely not. Or Mr. Dusty. (laughs) No, no, give me your trash. 
but we've we've made a little game for everyone to be um and it's a bit of an experiment because if this works it can be used in different ways over again so hopefully it's an ongoing thing okay and we've involved it's a, it's a little involved game is it, is it a game to play in the hutton games room or is it in your spaceship or is it a car it's in game your spaceship game? in your spaceship definitely in your spaceship and how um, might one access this game number one always most important run the hutton helper as promoted by buck naked later in the show indeed number two go to avic and run missions for everyone except Sirius. That sounds seriously interesting. It's seriously interesting. And we've got a nice little web page, which is on the event in the fa in our Facebook group. Um, so I won't read that out because it's easier to click it. Oh, right. um, and that is, is it visible through the hot.forthemug.com website as well? It is, yes. Okay. I, I haven't checked if there's a link on the front page, but if there isn't, we will get one up there. Um, and if you do the right thing... Which is work for everybody except Sirius. Except Sirius. Yep. Then you will get scores for the missions you do and need to do a few more Hutton missions than everyone else's and keep your score balanced around zero. And if you drift too low, about minus 30, I think, you will get a yellow card. And that will reset your score, and you can do it all again. And if you get a second yellow card, obviously, sports, you get a red card. And getting a red card sends you to the naughty step. And does that mean you actually have to go to LHS 340? You have to go, much to Drew Peacock's upset, to the naughty step, fly into 340, fly out to Khan Station, or Khan Holdings it is, you don't have to dock. <laughs> yes, you don't have to dock because in the future you might be in a big ship and that would be a little bit too harsh. But you have to fly in, drop in by the outpost, fly back and carry on. So it, it's a bit like an interactive mission board then that you've created that doesn't just sort of, I'm going to toss out the points. It tells you you've got to go and do this next. And then it does things with the hot dot for the mug website that says now you're good to carry on helping Hutton. Yes, and the webpage will tell you if you've got a yellow card or a red card and that kind of thing. Because we wanted to make, A, try and make missions a bit more fun, and B, we wanted a use for the naughty step rather than just stashing Nocti's cider stash. Right, okay, so you've got to go to Sirius. You've got to work for everybody but Sirius, but you've got to no, keep... Avic. So Avic, we're, that's we're not going to upset Sirius in Sirius. That would be silly. So we we go to Avic, then we've got to upset Sirius in Avic by helping everybody else. But you've got to keep your score close to zero. Yep. And so, what makes it go up? Missions for Hutton make it go up. Missions for anyone else make it go down. And you need to balance it around zero. So that should so be don't work for Sirius. Do a bit for Hutton and a bit for other people and keep your score around zero. You can monitor it in the special page that we've got. And at the end of, is it a week-long thing? We're doing, it's about 10 days. So we've, we can get it done and rolled round and then splash out the uh, scores on the show in a fortnight. Okay, so keep your score around zero, which is a great score to have, and then do lots, but keep it zero. So if you did lots for other people that weren't Hutton, but no Hutton, then you'd have a big minus score and you'd get your red card. Then you'd have to go to LHS 340 to reset everything. But if you do loads of hut work and not everybody else's, then your score goes up and then you get a red card for doing too much Hutton. Is that right? No, if you if it can only go up so far. So doing just Hutton, you won't score anywhere near as many points, but you won't get a yellow card. Right. And But what happens if you accidentally work for Sirius? You get a red card straight away and go direct to the naughty step without collecting points and without doing anything nice. Okay, <laughs> fine. So, but the outcome is we want to do things against Sirius in Avic. Yes, we which Lenin says sounds French. <laughs> Good for Lenin. I, 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 I think, I, as Terry Pratchett said, isn't Avic French for garlic? Oh, that would make oh, it yes. nice. Was, was, wasn't that from the from the witches somewhere? Yes, it was. Yes, it's, yes, yes, it was the witches. Yes, 
Yep. It's Avic, isn't it? It's Avic, yeah. <laughs> they have all these dishes with Avic. Yep. Okay, and um, so next Thursday we'll have to give an update on the league table. Is the league table live at the moment? Have we got any scores on the, the doors? The league table was cleared out and sent live about 15 minutes ago, so if you want to get to Avic, you can. Okay, so and, if I click uh, on Hutton Orbital Radio Truckers' Facebook page, I can see Operation Active Endeavour. Yes, there is a secret reason for that, so if anyone guesses it, please feel free to message me and ask me if they're right. Okay, and then I'm going to the page, and at the moment, the scores on the doors are nothing. Excellent, as it should be. There we go. So everybody go to Avic. Go on, go do it now. Don't listen to, Do listen to this, but while you're listening to this, go to Avic. You don't have and, to go mess with the Thargoids this week. You've got the week off. Yes. And there are, are prizes at the end. There and are. because we so often get the, well, the, the, not so much a complaint, but people say, obviously, people who get a lot of time have an advantage. So as well as the winner, which is basically the person that does the most missions of any description except Sirius, there will be a lottery. So every mission you do gets you an entry into the lottery. And we'll draw three winners at random out of that. Right. Okay, so you don't need to be sort of, uh, I was going to say, gainfully unemployed in lots of, uh, lots of free time. Yes. You just have to take part. You take in, a- in your free time, you can take part. Yes. If you take a week off and do it all the time, you will have more chance of winning. But if you just do it when you can, you'll still be in with a chance because it's all random and everyone likes it that way. Right. Okay. It's that's as clear as it. Yeah, we get it. That, Do stuff. Yeah. Go to the link. Watch what you're doing, and we'll see who comes top. So if you've never earned a Hutton Prize, this is an opportunity to to go and do a thing where you just run. So is is it missions and bounty, or is it just missions, or is it passengers? What what I mean, what counts? It's just just the missions for this one because we're test we're still testing so right we might expand so we we could in the future do it that you have to go to hut and pick up some mugs then go to there and drop them off and then if you get it wrong you have to go to the naughty step and i mean it's uh, like an interactive mission board especially for hutton yeah and naughty body wash would you please put that monkey down okay it doesn't (laughs) like it just put the monkey down I can see what I you're doing through that I glass. still don't understand how many experience points I get when I roll a 13. Well, 42. You know, to hit armor class naught, you have to roll a... Anyway. But, <coughs> but, my age. That, means, that means I'll have a Colonel Mustard left over. Well, as I, we, have, we have sort of a bit of a resident you know, RPG specialist here, Amelia, don't we? <laughs> not, not D&D, I'm afraid. <laughs> well, no, but other, other things... Yes, possibly. So we we might need to sort of second you as an arbiter of the scoring rules or something, or <laughs> you know what somebody's hit points still are, or how many clones they've got left. Yeah, I, I, I'll give it a go. I'll give anything a go. Okay, Twice so ever like it, it. it has been said. So basically, yeah, go go to go to Avic. Uh, do, uh, go to Avic. Do stuff. Watch your scores. Play with it, and then maybe at the end of it, we we'll give you a prize. Yay! Okay, we got that. Basically, it. Woo-hoo. Well, thank you very much to the Intarius Fusion. Now, I know there's also some work going on behind the scenes with Commander PsychoCow about <clears throat> how we sort out prizes and things like Hutton decals and bits and bobs, which I'm sure he's going to want to talk about in two weeks' time when he's back. Uh, if it's, yep. If, the, if it's the finished and working. Prizes for this are out. Yeah, I've, I've stuck up the prizes for this, but if if you want to give out any Hutton prizes on top, that is. A bonus. Well, Hutton, Hutton decals, decals are available for anybody who has taken part in a Hutton PWP-related event or had their name uh, mentioned on the top tracker for the Hutton decals. So, yes, um, on our official events, yes, we do chuck away some decals as well for prize winners. So you get a prize, you'll also get Hutton decal. To Alvin Defia from Cecil B. Trampington. That'd be me. Hutton Orbital, Eden, somewhere in Alpha Centauri. Too bloody far away, if you ask me. Regarding those invoices on your desk. Dear sir, further to the missive of the other day, I would like to tender an explanation 
as to the invoice on your desk. I had proceeded as instructed to Hutton Orbital, whereupon I met with fellow truckers who very, very kindly agreed to load the pool type 9 lovely craft up with mugs for the mug. In their eagerness to satisfy your trucking needs, there seems to have been a little bit of a manifest error. For with every 30 tons of mugs, uh, for the mug, there also happens to have been some gin. Ordinarily, this wouldn't have vexed me terribly, but I was very aware about your standing orders not to waste the long, long, very, very long journey to Hutton. So, showing initiative, I decided that the best thing to do would be to dispose of the gin. Now, being near the orbital, and not wanting to cause shipping hazards, I proceeded to proceed a few kilometers away. Now, at that point, an idea came upon me. Normally, the eject all cargo button has gaffer tape over it. But, aha, I thought, I have an idea. and removed the tape, pushing the button to eject all of the gin. This was my first error, for I had forgotten about the mugs, for the mug. So I attempted to scoop up all of the mugs, uh, for the mug, but not the gin. Unfortunately, some gin did materialize back in my cargo hold. Not much. On returning to Hutton, only a few kilometers away, I asked very, very nicely for some more mugs uh, for the mug. But there was some gin in the way. So I proceeded to dispose of the gin. This was my second error. Having now filled the hold with mugs for the mug and set my destination, I duly jumped. Now I can't really remember. It might have been a binary system. I'm not quite sure. However, I correctly proceeded forthwith to the station. Upon arrival, I found the right side of the station, damned confusing things, and proceeded into that little letterbox-shaped thing. This was my third error. The docking controller clearly doesn't know what is what, as he told me off for entering without permission. So I turned the pool type 9 around. And this was my fourth error. You see, a type 9 doesn't fit. It's too big. And there was this viper. Ruddy thing got stuck to my canopy. Couldn't see a thing. So I decided to scrape it off using the toast rack. And that was my final error. It sort of exploded. A bit. And there were alarms. And there was shooting noise. In my haste to remove myself from the situation, I appear to have pushed the wrong button. The one with no gaffer tape on it. Some silly idiot took the gaffer tape off. Anyway, you might ask, what this has to do with the invoice. Well, upon my return to Hutton Orbital, I retired to the gentleman's facilities to avail myself of the plumbing. 
I seem to have committed a bit of a faux pas in Cubicle 3. Your indulgence is appreciated. Sincerely, me. When the universe is in trouble, bug infestations in the bubble, your home stations burn rubble. What on earth can we do now? Interstellar initiatives Let Flossie tell you what it is Then you can get involved with this You should listen to what Flossie says Interstellar initiatives Flossie tells us what she thinks it is Then you can get involved with this Now you should Listen to what Flossie says. Hello, Flossie here with this week's Interstellar Initiatives news. The Enclave Progress Report. First of all, a new home for Professor Palin. The engineer Professor Ishmael Palin has established a permanent base of operations in the ARC system. Aegis Research confirmed the news with a statement from Professor Albert Tesoro. Having fled the Maya system, Professor Palin and his staff have installed their equipment at the planetary port Able Laboratory on Arc 4E. All of the engineering services previously offered by Professor Palin are now available at his new location. His study of meta-alloys and other Thargoid-related materials has also resumed. The megaship Carson Spring, which facilitated an emergency evacuation of the Palin Research Centre, has left the ARC system to resume other duties. <clears throat> Do what you want, because the pirate is free! Not those duties. And, and second, secondly, an enclave established in Witch Head Nebula. Recent reports from the Witch Head Nebula indicate that the Thargoid forces in the region have been defeated. The initial call to arms from Aegis Research was met with an overwhelming response from independent pilots who were able to push back Thargoid incursions from the new human colonies. Admiral Aidan Tanner, Chief Military Liaison for Aegis, said, Humanity has achieved a decisive victory in the Witch Head Nebula. Significant numbers of Thargoid vessels were destroyed in the conflict, even as many independent pirates were lost. But the sacrifice of these brave souls was not in vain, for the enemy has been forced to withdraw. While the threat of occasional incursions from Thargoid craft remains, our colonial assets have been firmly established in the region. Professor Albert Tesoro of Aegis Research looked to the future. The Alliance, Empire and Federation have declared that the Witch Head Nebula is now an official enclave of humanity, a region that our joint efforts have enabled them to share equally. But the damage inflicted on our new starports must be repaired before we can harvest the barnacle sites in the area. Independent pilots have already given so much, and for that I am humbled and thankful. And yet we must ask for one last favour, to support the repair of these starports. As detailed in Galnet News, Professor Palin has safely arrived in the ARC system and is resuming engineering services at Able Laboratory on ARC 4E. All modules that they stored at Perlin's Research Centre have been transferred over to Perlin's new location at Able Lab. Along with the Galactic Community's assistance, the superpowers have successfully pushed back the Thargoid threat from the Witchhead Nebula, resulting in the region being declared as an official human colony. However, before starports can become fully operational, they must be repaired. And that's this week's Interstellar Initiatives news. Flossie told you what to do. Good evening. This is Don Antonacci. This mammoth matchup needs your help. Both sides have done a fantastic job of getting behind this event, as well as getting active in the community generally. My family approves. 
Now, I don't want to show any bias, but I am calling on all pirate crews to band together to quash this rebellion and destroy the evil Senator Vin and Princess Psycho Cow. Imagine how bad this will be if a trucker group manages to pull enough people to defeat one of the best known and disreputable, in the best way possible, groups in the game. I think it is all of our moral duty to stand strong and say, you shall not pass. If you wanted to lend your lances to the code, send me an email, ASAP, and we will get you in touch and promote your support. Can the mercenary legions of Mercs of Mikun help, or the pirate group of Ronin of Amarak? Lots of love, Don Antonacci. Hot Pits Report, here with all of the latest Hot Pit Report, but what does it mean? What does it all mean? It means we're nice and comfy this week. It's really good. Um, we have the fewest systems over six we've had for a long time, and everyone else is either just on or above 40, which is just where we want to be. So if we were looking at the um, the squadrons page to find out, you know, wh- where is our happiest place? Does it still list that or is it still broken? It's Hill Pass He, which is the one we don't talk about. So the place we are ignoring, we're not touching, is the happy place and the place it's happier than all the places we are touching. Yes, for 14% and we're not doing anything there at all. So it may suggest that our, min- our denizens don't like being interfered with like many things right okay so <clears throat> i suppose the answer to the question you answered earlier if you want people to go and do something this week where would you like them to go do it but i think you've answered that one haven't you well the addition to that really would be lhs 340 is one of the systems that's too high so if you do get sent to the naughty step please grab a couple of non-hot missions while you're there run those as part of the game and then carry on about your your merry way okay so do bad things at the naughty step yes and van marlin star is the other one that's sort of 66 i believe it and i've just noticed that the um the king hanky has just sauntered into the uh into the studio or into the the, the green room over there um and I, 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 he handed you a, a sheet earlier that had lots of tears all over it he did he said the King's in Tears, so work in tear was the short version. Buckets of tears. Um, it's buckets, buckets and buckets. Lakes and um, lakes so, of tears. Yeah. Overflowing dams F- of tears. Fill the mission buckets with the tears. Right, and the bounty buckets with tears. Indeed, and the exploration buckets with tears. Right, okay. Right, well, that, that answers the question about the hot pit bit. Now, uh, see, it's always nice hearing all these, these tunes and bit, but, you know... Hudson Orbital Spaceways would like to apologise for the late arrival of the inbound service from Sol. Grandchildren of the passengers originally waiting for the service are advised the boarding will commence from Bay 2. Travellers are advised not to keep their in-cabin sunbed switched on for the duration of the journey to the station for medical reasons. For those of you craving excitement during the journey to Hutton Orbital, Channel 16 has a live feed of grass growing in a field, and Channel 17, a live feed of rock weathering away. On Channel 14, our classic audio story for the journey is War and Peace. Commander Wallerspoon, hey? He digests everything, so we don't have to. Galnet News Digest, 1st of August 3305. We read the news so you don't have to. In this week's news, Refugee Palin opens Corner Shop. Aegis appeals for goodwill repairs. Cultural appropriation as Alliance invades Lave. Thargoids 
stole my nameplates. Refugee Palin opens corner shop. Professor Ishmael Palin's engineering workshop is open for business at his new location at Able Laboratory in the ARC system. Refugee Palin was put in temporary accommodation aboard the megaship Carson Spring on July the 18th, after he claimed that he was unable to continue living in the war zone in the Maya system in the face of constant harassment by Thargoid scouts. The professor, who had previously survived a lengthy blockade put in place by his former employer, the Federation, applied for asylum not in the first system he reached on returning to the bubble, but instead he continued to the wealthy ARC system before putting in his claim, leading to some suspicion that he may in fact be a bogus asylum seeker, coming over to the Alliance to take the jobs of genuine Alliance citizens, and simultaneously to sponge off the bountiful Alliance welfare system. The Able Laboratory Council has allocated Palin a lock-up workshop and basic accommodation within the settlement at nominal rent, and is resolute about Palin's right to stay within the Alliance as a refugee. A spokesperson for the Council is reported as saying that even if he is an economic migrant, Palin's engineering masterpieces are in high demand, with his Grade 5 dirty drives a favourite with commanders and that this rare talent will encourage visitors to the otherwise somewhat sleepy settlement. Nonetheless, there remains a deep suspicion amongst some residents in the settlement about Palin's plans to continue experimenting with Thargoid-sourced meta-alloys, and a Send Him Back campaign has been established, claiming that if Bill Turner can engineer Grade 3 shielded fuel scoops, why would anyone want enhanced performance thrusters with Grade 5 Dirty Drive modifications from Palin? They also feel that if Palin really cares about the Pleiades, he should go home and fight the Thargoids off with his bare hands. The megaship Carson Spring, which had been Palin's temporary home, has returned to the Pleiades to collect more refugees, partly for humanitarian reasons, but mainly to wind up the members of the Send Him Back campaign. Aegis appeals for goodwill repairs. The war to drive the Thargoids out of the Witchhead Nebula appears to have been won, but with massive damage to human infrastructure. The Federation, Empire and Alliance all responded to Aegis's call to invade the area occupied by the Thargoids and their barnacles in the Witchhead Nebula back on July the 11th. The stations the powers installed were attacked and damaged, but as a result of large numbers of anti-Thargoid patrols by independent pilots, the Thargoid fleet seems to have been eliminated with little or no Thargoid activity reported this morning. This leaves the powers with two badly damaged stations each. In order to efficiently harvest the fruits of the Thargoid's barnacles, these damaged stations must be repaired. Professor Albatezro of Aegis has made an appeal for pilots to support the repairs, but says that neither Aegis nor any of the powers have the finances to fund the repair effort. The combined total tonnage of materials needed to repair the starports is close to 1,800,000 tonnes. That's a lot of work for long-distance truckers. And given that the Alliance has an undamaged and completely serviceable surface base, in Witchhead Sector LC-VC2-10, you might wonder why anyone would bother especially when the evil Don Antonacci will be taking his cut off everything that's delivered. Cultural Appropriation as Alliance Invades Lave The Alliance politicians in Alioth continue to cast envious eyes on the independent Lave system and in their latest devious move seem intent on parading the cultural wealth of the Alliance in front of the people of Lave. 
In a statement seemingly designed to stoke controversy, Prime Minister Edmund Mahon announced that the Festival of Cultures would showcase the very best of Alliance achievements, entertainment and history, as it travelled through seven Alliance systems. The first of which Alliance systems is, presumably, Lave. And the Fine Art Emporium has been taken over by all sorts of Alliance culture, with exhibits including cheese, brewer's yeast and thrush, as well as a selection of modern interpretations of the lost masterpiece Pennant Street by Megan Madigan, willingly contributed, according to the Alliance Press handout, by many of Lave's finest artists. There's been some speculation whether the winking cat crew may put in an appearance to purloin some of these amateur daubs and replace them with their own signature street art. Also featured in the exhibition is the marble sculpture of Venus de Antonacci with the big boobies, a long and tedious hollow novel called Flanagan's Awake, and as Commander Factabulous correctly anticipated, an enormous wooden horse. In the remaining six weeks of the cultural tour of Alliance Systems, the Festival of Cultures will be visiting a number of other high-profile systems, including Achenar and Saul. Thargoids stole my nameplates. Many commanders were distraught today when they suddenly and without warning lost the ability to name their ships. Nor were they able to buy any of those fancy-looking nameplates. Whenever they entered the store, the shopkeeper denied all knowledge of ship nameplates and asked if they'd like to buy a decal instead. The Pilots' Federation has issued a brief and non-committal statement, saying that it hoped that the ability to name ships would be restored soon. However, the Society of Tinfoil Hattery has a convincing explanation. The Thargoids did it. What better way is there to demoralise a humanity that fights wars just to get a decal that's a picture of a crustite Thargoid interceptor than to deny them their shiny cosmetic items? How much longer can humanity defend its bridgehead in the Witchhead Nebula if it can't call its ship Crate Expectations. The psychological war has begun. And that's this week's Galnet News. Galnet News, we read the news so you don't have to. got the look of a traitor about you. Allow me to introduce myself. I'm Buck. You like that ship there behind me? Yep, it's mine. And it's got more light years on it than you can count. I still trust it to help me spread my load all over the galaxy. It's a Lakon Spaceways Type 6. The same ones what made the Hutton Orbital Run you've heard about. This little baby's quick enough to run any blockade and small enough to land on an outpost. Flying it's as easy as sliding off a greasy log backward. And believe me, Mr. Naked, that's me. I knows all about that. So when you done laying there like a bump on a log and want to get serious about trading, just listen to old Buck Naked. Pick up a Lakon Spaceways Type 6. The fastest way you youngins can spread your load into every port in the Milky Way. And now, I think we're going to go and listen to Buck Naked. He's American, don't you know? Now you're a trucker. All you gotta do is truck that truck. When you're a hunting trucker. Turn a profit, then you're out of luck. It's for the mother that we fly all over the space. 
point to two light years crossed at a hill of a base. Just turn the wheel and keep that smile on your face. Maybe someday soon you'll be a top trucker. Well, howdy there, truckers. This old buck naked. Spokesman for Lacon Spaceways, back again for this week's Hunting Top Trucker. How do we keep up with your shenanigans while you tootle around in the Milky Way? Why, we install this little piece of software called the Hutton Helper in your spaceship. If you ain't already got it installed, you can install it yourself, relatively pain-free, by going to the website hot.forthemug.com. Almost as pain-free as being drugged into a Thargoid's rectum by Commander Vontem. So let's get on to our top truckers from last week. Yee-haw! From the Explorers, jumping around like them horny rabbits in a field, Commander Crimshadow took the lead with almost 83,300 light-years jump. The leader in destroying up the Don's dastardly desperados this week is Commander Screamin' Chicken with 56.7 million credits earned and accounted for. I wager that Commander named through them pirates for a loop. Our top mission trucker for the third week in a row is Commander Montgomery Python with 636 mission points earned. Don't get burned out there, Commander. Y'all know he's at the top of the list for mission points and he just broke the 40,000 point mark. All in cargo like a hunting trucker auto, Commander Light 027 transported and sold just about 76,000 tons this week. Keep on trucking there, Commander. Driving the hunting Uber this week, Commander Constant G hauled 2,547 passengers around the galaxy and earned a few extra tips while at it. Our fastest run to Hutton Orbital is held by Commander Rampage 737 in 1 hour, 22 minutes, and 40 seconds. But the fastest run in this month of July is held by Commander Prophet Velen in 1 hour, 23 minutes, and 3 seconds. If y'all think you got what it takes to beat these scores, then download the Hutton Helper and get to flying, Commander. You want to hear your name on this here radio station? Make sure you got the Hutton Helper installed. Pick it up on the web at hot.forthemug.com and get to trucking. And don't forget, if you do hear your name called out and you ain't already got one, get in touch with us to get your very own Hutton decal for your ship. Hutton Top Trucker, brought to you by Lacon Spaceways. Only ships in the galaxy with a book of jokes about nothing in particular. Speaking of which... Ladies and gentlemen, that's the end of the show. Everybody's buggered off now, so why don't you bugger off? Professor Palin, having taken up residence in a new system, well away from any eight-sided menace, and promptly having attracted them like flies round bio-waste, has been struck down with a new challenge. The code... <coughs> Yar. Oh, yeah, no, hang on, hang on, hang on. Push the, re- push the rewind button on that one. You, see, you, you, know, you know when the, the normal producer bailed on us, and, and I looked through my list of sound effects? Now, um... You didn't put that one in order. Shh, don't tell anybody. I've got it here somewhere. Hang on. Uh, <laughs> I blame Tharp oh, for this one. We broke the it's, it's, it's like Cow hasn't left, isn't it? No, really? it, it's the same it, level of competence. It wouldn't be the same with, without. Um, uh, yeah, with, without that. Um, now, if you if you were me, you'd have you'd have hidden it in in all oh, crikey. There it is in in this button here. If I go to that button there and that button there, do you know the Heath Robinson thing we were talking about at the start of the show? <laughs> is your string a bit tight? Hang on a second. Um, 
I, I think we might have it here, so let's 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 try that from the top, shall we? You never know if this button's going to work. From the very top. Yeah. <coughs> and Professor take it Bailey. away. <laughs> okay. 